can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings, Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the January 17th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. On Wednesday's show, we'll continue our special coverage of the 34th Africa Cup of Nations Football Tournament, or AFCON, in Ivory Coast. It's the fifth day of competition at the African Football Showpiece. In results Tuesday, Burkina Faso edged Mauritania 1-0. Mali defeated South Africa 2-0. And the brave warriors of Namibia lived up to their nickname, upsetting Tunisia 1-0 for their first ever Nations Cup victory. Hato was the hero for the Namibians. I'm talking about Orlando Pirates man Dion Hato, whose nickname, which I absolutely love, is the Hot, Hot, Hato, the Hot. Hot Hato sparked celebrations when he scored on a header in the 88th minute. The Carthage Eagles of Tunisia, the 2004 Nations Cup champions, entered the match ranked 87 places above Namibia in the FIFA rankings. Joining us once again from the Ivorian commercial capital of Abidjan for some Nations Cup insights is my VOA colleague, Muckbill Yabaro. Sporty AFCON greetings, Muckbill. Sporty AFCON greetings, Sonny. Muckbill, let's give a sunny side of sports salute. For the brave warriors of Namibia, they pull off a huge victory in Korhogo in northern Ivory Coast, topping Tunisia 1-0. Your thoughts on the match, Muckbill? Sonny, to be quite honest with you, uh, yeah, this is probably the biggest upset so far in the games, uh, 1-0. But honestly speaking, Namibia played a tremendous game. Uh, They had more shots uh, than Tunisia. They had more shots on target as well, 6-4 in their favor. Their passing accuracy was relatively similar, and uh, they had almost just as many corners. So uh, the one discrepancy really was ball possession where Tunisia had 62% uh, to 38%. But we talk about this all the time, Sonny. Ball possession without creativity really just means you're holding onto the ball. So, you know, the numbers are skewed. They look a certain way, but it doesn't really uh, turn into any kind of development. So shout out to Namibia. They did a, a heck of a performance and uh, they should really, really be proud of themselves uh, for showing what they can do in that first introductory game against a uh, highly expected uh, Tunisia team. Muckbill, definitely some surprises uh, through the first few days of this 34th AFCON, but I think in in some measure it really points to uh, the parity now in African football that, you know, some of those uh, so-called minnows of the past they're taking some bites out of the sharks now. Oh, my goodness, Sonny. I couldn't have said it any better. Uh, it's no longer only shark pool now. It's, you know, <laughs> everyone is in the deep blue sea. Uh, you know, this is, you know, everyone is saying this is our home as well. We can play with the best of them. Uh, and they're really showing it. Uh, as you mentioned, so many of these bigger 
club, bigger country teams uh, that you expect to be really just bulldozing over some of their uh, competition really are just not able to get it done. Algeria, Angola uh, ends up in a 1-1 draw. And, and Angola had ample opportunity to put Algeria away as well. Uh, Cameroon, Guinea, 1-1. Cape Verde beat Ghana in, to me, another really big upset, 2-1 for Cape Verde, right? So that Cape Verde-Ghana uh, game and that Namibia-Tunisia game, to me, are, are the biggest upsets so far. Egypt sh- should have really lost to Mozambique if they, Mozambique was able to just keep composure for another minute or two in in extra time. Um, and that was a costly, costly uh, defensive mistake that ended up getting a penalty kick for Mo Salah. And, and, and he did what he had to do. But yeah, this is turning into a tournament of unpredictability, Sonny. Muckbill, the Eagles of Mali, they get off to a good start at the Nations Cup, beating Bafana Bafana of South Africa 2-0. Uh, your thoughts on that match? While watching the game, I, I thought to myself, hey, uh, South Africa had an early, early opportunity uh, to get a penalty kick, and unfortunately, they botched it. That could have been, you know, sometimes when you get a goal that early, it changes your playing style. You really could go up 1-0 and just park the bus and play a solid, you know, 70 minutes or so of just defense, have everyone back here kicking the ball out at any given opportunity, getting subs. Uh, But because of that missed opportunity, they had to really get back into an offensive style and they got beat in the counter quite a few times. Uh, And Mali's just a very dominating force, forceful team. Uh, So it's difficult to keep them away, even if you want to. Um, and, And I think that, it really showed. But to be honest with you, though, Sonny, uh, South Africa, even though they lost, they still had a couple of opportunities and, and they actually had uh, more ball possession as well. But it was that Mali was utilizing their possession in a better way and were just more clinical inside, uh, you know, striking range. Mukbil Mali runners up at the Nations Cup uh, way back in 1972. Uh, could they make a run for the trophy in Ivory Coast? One of the fans that we actually ended up speaking to uh, the day before yesterday um, was saying that, hey, um, I, I'm going to make sure, you know, that once Mali wins, we will bring the trophy straight to our president. So <laughs> some of their fans, some of their fans are really believing in it, but it's beautiful to see people so excited and and really so tapped in with their respective countries and only expecting greatness from them across the board. Muckbill in the other match on Tuesday, the Stallions of Burkina Faso get a late penalty kick from Bertrand Traore to beat Mauritania 1-0. How does that match uh, stand up at this tournament? That match was kind of relatively balanced. Wasn't too many uh, real opportunities for the shots on goal uh, as I was watching it. I I seen that, you know, the game could have went either way. Uh, I think a draw for both teams would have been the most fair result. Uh, But at the same time, uh, this is what happens when you, you know, when you're not um, disciplined uh, in the box when your opposition is in there, you know, things like this happen. So, 
Uh, shout out to Burkina Faso for making for getting it done uh, and uh, not only being awarded the penalty, but also scoring it. Because as we've seen already in the tournament, being awarded a penalty kick does not necessarily mean uh, uh, that's a free goal. So you still got to get the job done, score. Uh, and Burkina did that. So with that, even though it wasn't a great performance for them, I'm sure they are ecstatic to, to be able to get better and play better in their next match while still having the luxury of having a win in their first game. Muckbill, on Wednesday, the Atlas Lions of Morocco, uh, big favorites. Uh, they're taking on the Taifa Stars of Tanzania, uh, that match being played in San Pedro uh, in southwestern Ivory Coast. Uh, when these teams met in World Cup qualifying, uh, Muckbill, uh, Tanzania put up a good fight. Uh, they lost 2-0. Do you perhaps see a bigger score line on Wednesday in favor of the Moroccans? I was having a conversation with uh with Tanzanian player uh Mosaga and um he, he was he was letting us know that look him and his team are, are very much ready for the challenge. Um I told him that you know we're seeing what's happening with the other games, you know, uh so if you guys go into it with the support from uh the, the, the Tanzanian Taifa star uh, fan base, uh, anything is possible. So, you know, as a true professional, he said, we never count ourselves out uh, playing against anybody because similarly, Morocco didn't count themselves out when they were going up against the European giants, right? So it's kind of like Morocco in the, in the World Cup was not favorites at all um, going up against the Spains and the Portugals of the world, but they were able to find a way to, to win and to continually uh, advance. And in that same fashion, Tanzania can do the exact same thing. They're in a group with uh, Morocco, uh, DR Congo and Zambia, which are, are very formidable teams, but who's to say the Taifa stars don't really show us something and, and really come out of here. So I'm very much excited to see uh, what they do. I wish seeing Pedro wasn't so far uh, so I could make the trip. It's a possibility that some of uh, uh, the team, we may try to go uh, over the weekend uh, on Sunday uh, for that Zambia, uh, Tanzania match. And uh, I believe Morocco DRC on Sunday. Uh, and if that's the case, Sonia, I will keep you posted on the update for Monday. Finally, Muck Bill, uh, it's the fifth day of competition at this Nations Cup. Uh, what have been some of your personal highlights off the pitch? More than anything else, uh, you know, having the pleasure of sitting down and having a conversation with the U.S. ambassador to Ivory Coast was one and the U.S. delegation, uh, sports delegation uh, was, was, was another one. Uh, but outside of that, for me, it's just been the, the, the pleasure of, Meeting so many different fans uh, from across the continent, uh, really showing their support for teams. And sometimes, Sonny, it's so funny because we've met fans for certain teams that have never even been to these countries and have maybe like a distant connection to it. Uh, one young man uh, is, was supporting Angola and he's Ivorian. He was telling us that, yeah, he's supporting Angola because a friend of his went to go and do some work there in Angola and really loved the people and the energy of the Angolan people. And because of that, now he supports Angola. It's, it's amazing, you know? So stuff like that and those types of stories. And also the food. The food has been great. The food and the weather. <laughs> I, I heard back home it's, it's been snowing. So uh, definitely T-shirt weather has been a plus as well. VOA's Mukbil Yabaro reporting from Abidjan and the 34th Africa Cup of Nations football tournament. Thank you, Mukbil. Thanks, Sonny.
Hey folks, I'm Luck Bill Yabaro, and I have some electrifying news for you. AFCON 2023 is here, and I'll be at Ivory Coast covering all things AFCON for VOA Africa. We'll have exciting coverage on radio, TV, and all of our digital platforms. Make sure you check out voaafrica.com for AFCON updates. Stay locked right here on VOA Africa. Christian Chukwu, a.k.a. the chairman, Captain Nigeria to its first Nations Cup trophy in 1980. Iron Mike Mbonye asked the chairman about some of the surprising results so far at the Nations Cup in Ivory Coast. Well, uh, you can see that the games are interesting. We are having several surprises. The country's we didn't believe that we make it are giving us headache now. And that is AFCON. I'm enjoying it. Are there some some of the games played so far? Are there some outstanding matches that are of interest to you and why? Well, like uh, Nigeria against Equator. I thought Nigeria would humiliate them. It didn't work. Like Egypt and Mozambique, I thought Egypt didn't work. Like uh, other countries, you know, surprises are coming. And that is what football is all about. And that is what outcome is all about. Are you surprised? Did any of the outcomes surprise you? As in, is it a sign that there is improvement or that African football is growing from the results so far? It shows that African football is growing. Growing rapidly. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect the result I was hearing and I'm seeing, you know. And uh, the competition is on. Let's see how it goes, you know. But I'm impressed with the uh, equatorial those countries. We believe that are not football countries. You can see what they're doing. And uh, that is uh, AFCON. You know, there are some other first-round games to be played too. Are you expecting more surprises? Well... I would say yes and no. You know, it depends on the. If Nigeria did not wake up, Cote d'Ivoire may eliminate us. If we don't win Cote d'Ivoire, it is difficult to qualify for that group. You know, so so other groups. Let's come to the Super Eagles of Nigeria. You watched the game between Nigeria and Equatorial Guinea, and you said that you had expected Nigeria to win. What do you think went wrong with the Super Eagles on that day? I will start with our preparation. Our preparation was not perfect. And uh, you can see that we have the stars. We have the stars, but we don't have a team. That's our problem. We did not prepare well. Our coach and our players are all foreign. They come two days to the, to the match day, and there's nothing they can do. So that's my worry. We have the stars, but we, have the, we don't have a team. Nigeria's next game is against the host Cote d'Ivoire. Do you think, what are the expectations of that game? Well, it's going to be a very tough match. So far, we did not beat Equatorial Guinea to make it comfortable for us. And Cote d'Ivoire is a, a football nation like Nigeria. So I'm expecting a tough game. And I wish we could win that. I'm wishing them all the best. 
Do you think it is too late in the day for the Super Eagles? Do you think that from the first day, the first game Nigeria played and to the next one against Cote d'Ivoire, that the coach can still make some changes that will bring out the winning mentality of the Super Eagles? After the next match against Cote d'Ivoire, if we don't win the Cote d'Ivoire, we're in serious trouble. That what would Why do you say so? Because it will determine whether we are going to qualify or not. You don't know what uh, Guinea-Bissau and Equatorial Guinea will play. That will determine our, our fate. So if we happen to lose to Côte d'Ivoire, definitely we are going to be out of the early stages. That will not be good for Nigerian football. Of course, now it will not be good. And uh, everybody will disperse. As a former captain, of the Nigerian national football team and as a former coach of the team have you lost hope in the team uh, regarding the they're going to play in the ongoing Afghan? Well I still believe they can do some magic you know but had they have they have won Equatorial Guinea I'd be very comfortable but now it's dicey so I'm not praying for them to get a good result against Cote d'Ivoire do you think it's really possible? Can they get that result? They can. Why not? They can if they come out to play. But I don't see them playing. They are not playing as a team. Your general words, Chairman, final thoughts on the Super Eagles and AFCON 2023? My general thought is that I'm wishing them all the best. Let them not disappoint Nigerians. Nigerians have, have a very big hope on them. So let them not disappoint us. Let them make their own history. Because if they don't qualify, it's history too they're making, which is a bad history. But I, I pray for them, and I wish them all the best. That's the chairman, Christian Chukwu, the former captain and coach of Nigeria's national football team. And he spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye in Inugu, Nigeria. Want to relax, unwind, or charge up? Then listen to Music Time in Africa this weekend. It'll do all that for you and more. I'm Heather Maxwell. I know good music. And Africa is my passion. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for one hour of commercial-free, pan-African music of the highest caliber. You get great music, music news, and amazing artist interviews from rising stars to superstars. This listen will take you places, so do it. Join me for Music Time in Africa, your weekend destination. Turning to tennis, let's go down under. And Craig Gabriel joins us with an update on day four of the Australian Open tournament. It's been said that Melbourne can have four seasons in a single day. Early morning, the sun was like a fireball as it rose. There were a few hot air balloons floating in the distance, but then the clouds came over. Not even an hour later, and soon the heavens opened up as a band of rain crossed the city for a few hours. Early afternoon, it all cleared, and play started, and it was like a conveyor belt for matches, and straight away, 
there was an upset. 16-year-old Mira Andreva, who gained recognition from the middle of last year, stunned six-seed Ons Jabur, the Wimbledon finalist. She crushed her, six-love, six-two. It was the Russian's first top-ten win. Of course, I'm happy I uh, played with Ons. It was... Uh one of my dreams to play against her because uh, I really like the way she plays and as I said before I'm inspired by her and so it means a lot today it meant a lot this match that I won and uh, I'm excited yeah former U.S. Open finest Leila Fernandez was a seed that fell and 16th seed Caroline Garcia was beaten. Two days ago, she had sent Naomi Osaka packing. Alex Dimino, who the locals are really pinning hopes on, thrashed Matteo Analdi, 6-3, 6-love, 6-3. In a way, I'm always going to be my harshest critic, right? That's never going to change. It doesn't matter where I am in the world or, or what I'm doing. So I, I do think I've got more to give, and um, I really really would like to to show what I'm capable of. Caroline Wozniacki's visit was brief. Coco Golf and Yannick Sinner were straight-set winners. Golf was saying that she can chill at the Australian Open compared to the US Open. She's able to walk around and not be stared at, and she can relax in Melbourne. I like Australian Open, and I like the chill vibes here. I feel less stress here. And just walking around in Melbourne, I don't really get recognized that much, which is nice. Um, and just walking to dinner and, you know, maybe one or two people notice. And, yeah, it's something that I appreciate a lot. Ben Shelton was a surprise packet in Melbourne last year, and he's continuing that. He was joined by Taylor Fritz, but Francis Tiafo is out of the open. At night, Irina Sabalenka was too good. Novak Djokovic survived a scare and saved three set points in the third set to scramble past local hope Alexei Poprin, 6-3, he, he dropped his level a bit, and I, I felt it, and then momentum shifted to my side. I broke his serve and held my serve till the end of the match. Can I be satisfied? I can be satisfied with the win with, with my tennis, not so much. But as I said, you know, it's, it's normal to, to go through these kind of periods or circumstances and you just have to uh, embrace it and try to accept uh, what it is and, and build from there. As the tournament progresses, hopefully things will go in a positive direction in terms of how I feel and play. Day five and Igor Svantec will be facing Danielle Collins, who was a finalist two years ago to Aussie Ashbarty, who's enjoying retirement and motherhood and this week launched her own foundation. Carlos Alcaraz, Elena Rabakina and Daniel Medvedev all have matches on the Rod Laver Arena, while Casper Ruud and Jessica Pagula are scheduled on the Margaret Court Arena. Craig Gabriel, VOA Sports, Melbourne. the sunny side of sports on facebook x formerly known as twitter and at voaafrica.com my facebook address is facebook.com forward slash voa sunny my x formerly known as twitter handle is at voa sunny sports and if you go to voaafrica.com you can listen online to the sunny side of sports as well as past episodes Check out voaafrica.com for lots of Africa news. For world news, go to voanews.com.
African boxing on the sunny side of sports. Ghana's national amateur team, nicknamed the Black Bombers, is trading punches and preparing for this year's African Games and Paris Olympics. Yawafusu Larbi tells us more from Accra, Ghana. Sporty greetings, Yao! Sporty greetings, Sunny. After failing to pick up a spot last year in Dakar for the Olympic Games, the Black Bombers have another chance to secure spots in Paris this year, and preparations have begun to achieve that goal. Buoyed by the return of Samo Techi, Amadou Mohamed, and the acquisition of British-born heavyweight Mark Kojovia Honjo, Ghana's chances are looking bright again. March will be a tough month for the Black Bombers. The qualification for the Olympic Games will begin on March the 4th, and then the African Games, to be hosted in Accra, will also begin on March 15th. Ofoyasari is head coach of the Black Bombers. Yeah, yeah I think you, you witnessed the training this morning. We are still on it. It's not over yet. And uh, we know the tax ahead of us. That is the African Games and also the qualification to the Olympics Games. And the, 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 the pressure on the African Games is very big because we are the host. And for about 30 years back, We've never won a gold medal at the African Games. Sometimes silver, uh, bronze and all those things. So at least we must be able to win gold. The return of Samotichi is good news for Ghana. He won Ghana's first boxing medal at the Olympic Games since 1972 and is a star in his own right. He is back this time for one thing, the gold medal. Uh, there is a term say, follow no rules, so man... It is what it is. I've been there before, and I know what, what to take to be there. So I've already promised you this is the time for me to bring gold. Because as you see, my, the first time I was going, I told you I'm bringing gold. But in all God knew the best, I brought bonds. This is the time for me to bring gold. Techi may be the main focus of this side, but there are others with similar dreams and aspirations for amateur boxing in Ghana. It's not easy to go to the Olympics qualify. At the same time, I come back to Ghana and go to the African Games, not easy. To win a gold medal at the Games, you have to fight five matches before you can win gold medal. So if you fight five matches and you win gold medal, and also you want to win gold medal at the African Games too, you have to win five matches before winning them. So it's not easy at all. Ghanaians should expect the best from the Black Bombers. We've done it before and we are doing it again, so they should watch out. The Black Bombers have a tough schedule ahead of them. They are racing against time to sharpen the rough edges and make Ghana proud at the Olympic Games and the African Games this year. For the sunny side of sports, this is Yao Fusulabi in Accra. Thanks, Yao, and good luck to the Black Bombers, who will have home ring advantage at next month's African Games in Ghana. Pro basketball, Cameroonian star Joel Embiid has led the Philadelphia 76ers to a five-point victory over the defending NBA champion Denver Nuggets. The AP's David Schuster reports. Just three games in the NBA Tuesday, we start in Philadelphia, where the 76ers got 41 points from Joel Embiid, defeating Denver 126-121. I don't think my mindset was any different, um, so I think the mindset is always, doesn't matter who's in front of me, uh, I'm going, they're going to get it, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to be as dominant as I can. Tobias Harris adding 24 points. Whole group understood 
what our goal was, nonetheless, of all all those things that go into it, is to win and see where we match up versus you know the, the reigning champs. And uh, for us, we wanted to come out and play our best type of basketball. In Phoenix, the Suns rallied from 22 down to get by Sacramento 119-117 for Coach Frank Vogel. You know, we've seen firsthand that the modern NBA team's never out of a game. We've lost a few, you know, and, uh, you know, that was the, sort of the messaging throughout the game is, you know, we're going to keep changing the game, and, and uh, but we just got to stay in the fight. And in Los Angeles, Mark Myers reports on the Clippers and Oklahoma City. The Clippers made 23-point buckets in their 128-117 win over the Thunder. Paul George scored a season-high 38 points, 28 of those coming in the second half. The Clips now 9-2 in their last 11. Jalen Williams scored 25 points to top the Thunder, who dropped games to the Lakers and Clippers on consecutive nights here at Crypto.com Arena. College basketball, number two, Purdue beat Indiana 87-66, number three, Kansas 90-66 over Oklahoma State, number six, Tennessee 85-66 over Florida, and Kansas State upset number nine, Baylor 68-64. I'm David Schuster. Thanks, David. And that wraps up the January 17th edition of the show. Thanks to producer David Vandy and engineer Rob McLean, and thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. And that's the sunny side of sports.